Welcome, everybody, to week 20 of the Track Record Podcast. I'm your host, Chance. As always, we start off the uh, the episodes with the week in review, and this week was a whole lot of uh, commotion. Um, last week, after the podcast, um, we attended, well, Saturday, I guess, this has been after the sports podcast, Saturday attended the White Noise one-year anniversary party. It was a good time. Um, got to meet a lot of people I haven't met before. Got to link back up with the guys from E-Man. Shout out them. It was a fun time. Those little bread things, I don't know what they're called. Those things were fire. Fire, stupid hot. Um, excuse me, I'm already parched early. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, I didn't end up doing the uh, Super Smash Bros. Because I would have got the floor wiped. I would have not. I wouldn't have wiped the floor, but they would have wiped the floor with my body, because I'm trash at that game. Um, Chase, Chase is deceased, aka Kavazari. Kavazari. I don't, dude, I don't really know how to say it. If I'm be be real with you, he um, he DJed it. It was a good time. Um, played a lot of good songs. Everybody was dancing. Everybody was having a good time. I'm not much of a public dancer, so I didn't really hit the dance floor. If you know what I'm saying. But uh, I just want to thank those guys for inviting me and Brianna out there to to celebrate with them. It was it was a really good time, and I'm I'm hoping to be able to uh, work with those guys soon. Get on another episode, get them on one of my episodes, and uh, create a bunch of cool stuff in the future with them. Thank you guys for having us out. It was a good time. Um, may you guys have many more years of success and prosperity. With that being said, oh, and then yesterday, well. Today will be, today is Monday, I record on Mondays, so Sunday, watch the Chiefs win. Recorded my project for class on Saturday morning, by the way. Um, had the gain all messed up, so it was super noisy, so it looks like garbage. Gotta reshoot that today. Anyways, we're keeping positive on this episode. Um, but yeah, with that all being said, let's move on to the first thing at hand. A ton of new music came out last Friday on the, what would that been? Like the, the second? Yeah, November 2nd whole bunch of new music came out and I stayed up to a stupid time in the morning on Thursday night to listen to all the albums um I'm gonna try to present them in order of which ones I liked the most to which ones I liked the least um so let's 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 get to let's get it going first off takeoff's first solo project as um I guess as a solo artist, not even a solo, because Migos is still together. But his first ever um, solo project, The Last Rocket, dropped on Thursday night. And honestly, it sounds exactly like you'd expect it to sound. It it didn't blow me away. It wasn't really anything crazy. Um, Some of the production was sick. My favorite song on there was um, Insomnia. Had a lot of cool ad-libs to it. Had a a spacey feel to it. It was cool. But... uh, I will say this album cements him as the best member of Migos. Um, Quavo's album was really, really disappointing, and it was too long. This one sat at like 49 minutes or something like that. Perfect length. I don't want, I really don't want any more than 45 minutes on a, or more than an hour of a solo member of Migos project, honestly. But uh, it was good. He definitely proved himself to be the best rapper out of Migos. Um, Now, he might not be the best at singing with auto-tune because I, I really didn't like the tracks when he did that. But uh, 
he pulled out a, a pretty solid solo project with no features, I don't believe. I don't believe there were any. So props to take off for that. And you are undeniably the best Migo, so no one can tell me otherwise. Going off from that, Young Lean released Poison Ivy on Thursday. It was an eight-track EP. It was um, extremely experimental. It was it was really weird. A lot of weird sounds on there. A lot of a lot of weird um, depth to it. But it was it was pretty good. I I don't think I liked it as much as his last project, but it was still pretty good. The front half was really good. The the back half was really boring to me though. I I definitely lost. I lost all the momentum from the front half and the back half. It ended on a very somber note. Um, I don't know. I, I I wanted more from it, but it was it was what I would expect from 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 Young Lean. It definitely cemented him as as a it it, mul- it cemented him into the mold that he is like a Frankenstein of a music maker, where he just blends together all these different sounds and flows and patterns, and it 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 just makes something that. That is like beautiful chaos almost, which in the beginning of the album, I, the two songs I liked the most were, uh, I mean, the song I liked the most was French Hotel. It was amazing. Um, his vocals were nice. The production was nice. I liked everything about that song, but man, the back half just really lost all my interest. It was too slow. Um, a couple of the songs were a little drug out. I didn't I didn't really care for him as much, but nonetheless, it was, it was, a, it was a good project. Um, I'd like to see more, more music from him in the I mean, I, I would expect him to drop another full-length project here soon, especially coming off an EP. It's usually what an EP does is gain the attention for the full-length. So we'll see what he does in the future. I'm hoping he gives us a little more consistent work. I'm not really not really looking for another eight-track project that left me really wanting more and really uninterested in the end, honestly. Um, after that, how am I going to rank this? We'll go with uh, Swizz Beats Poison. It was, um, if you don't know, Swizz Beats is a producer. He has been in the game for a very long time. Um, but his his album was pretty good. Like like I said with the last one, though, the front half on this one was not not my favorite at all. I think the Lil Wayne track pissed all my sides all right, but it gets the, the chorus is just absolutely annoying to me. Um, but the Nas track... Um, there's a, it goes Nas, Pusha T, Young Thug, and 2 Chains. That's, that sequence of artists in a row was perfect. I wouldn't change that at all. I think out of those, honestly, 2 Chains and Nas outperformed the other two. But it was weird hearing Young Thug and 2 Chains on a Swizz Beats um, production. It was, it was a match that I didn't know if it would work, but I was excited to hear it, and it, it really, it really, really worked out. Um... Nas gave a pretty political, a pretty moving verse, or really the whole song on his. Really, the whole album was kind of political, though. I mean, Nas, Pusha T, both definitely touched on that. But it was it was a solid it was a solid project. I really enjoyed the production on it. One thing I didn't like about it though was Swizz Beats's um, his ad libs annoy the crap out of me. They're so obnoxious, and I, I get it. It's part of his like what he does, and it's part of his brand. But my God. Dude, chill out. It was so obnoxious. I was I was over it pretty pretty quick through the through my listen through. Um, the only ones I've gone back to are the Nas, Pusha T, Young Thug, and Two Chain song. And Two Chains goes off on this album. Oh my god, he snaps. For everybody that doesn't think Two Chains can like really rap, 
go listen to this project and uh, try to argue against it. It's, um, I mean, it's just one song, but it, it definitely proves that Two Chains can rap, and he's not just like he doesn't just make trap hits. So go check that out. Next up, Metro Boomin. Not all heroes wear capes. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, a little long. Uh, his transitions between songs flows extremely well. Um, there's almost no break between songs, which, as a listener, I really like to hear that because I like when the, the album like flows together seamlessly. You don't have to think about when's the next song going to start, when is this going to happen. It all just kind of happens. Um, so I really liked that about it. Um, I really don't like Sway Lee's singing vocals. Like I'm fine with him when he's rapping and stuff, but my God, as a singer, he just does not do it for me. He, he, um, I mean, he he tries to fit into that super high pitched po- that high pitched pocket, um, which I guess it's appealed to people before, but it's just not something I I like at all. I think it's just really not good, honestly. I, his his singing vocals are just not good. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Um, Travis Scott definitely. Um, stole the show on this whole album and honestly the songs he's on kind of um, take away from Metro Boomin's production I think Travis does that well on them his only one interlude towards the middle of the album might be one of his best songs in a few years honestly excuse me but um yeah he he outshined really everyone on this I don't think there was anybody that that uh sounded better than him on this um, there wasn't a whole lot of substance to the to the album, honestly. It's just a compilation of trap hits. There's already a meme going around because on one of Twenty One Savage's features, he uh, whispers the whole first first verse, and it's really strange and it sounds weird and it it, it made me a little made my hairs on my neck stand up a little bit. But uh, it's not bad. It's an okay project. Um, it it flows together pretty well. It's pretty cohesive. I mean. Being that there's not a whole lot of substance, like real deep substance to it, it, it flows together nicely. Um, my one my one big takeaway from this, though, is the album art is really bad. Like, this album art is literally garbage. Somebody spent probably 10 minutes in Photoshop making this. Um, it's literally an explosion on a, back bla- on a black background. It's definitely an explosion that if you Google explosions with, back- with black backgrounds, it'll come up. And then there's just a silhouetted picture of him like jumping out of the flames and it's literally just him but they put like a black mask like they masked his whole body with black and then put it in front of the explosion on this thing it, it's just an, an atrocious album cover going off from that we will go to currency freddie gibbs and alchemist Faye. um honestly it's it's just a solid project on all facets of the word solid um, they, Freddie and Currency both absolutely murder every song. Um, Alchemist's production was incredibly good, as expected. Um, yeah, it was just a nice mesh of sounds that I really liked. I enjoyed, I enjoyed every listen. It's an album, though. I believe it's only like 22 minutes, 27. I think it's 22 minutes long. Um, it's an album that you're going to want to listen to in order with no skipping. I, I, I can't see myself pulling from any one of those songs and not listening to them in succession. So be aware of that when you go to take a listen. Listen to it in order. I recommend that for the best listening experience, but solid on solid. Solid all the way around for sure. Next up, 
Kavazari, aka Kavazari, my bad, good God. Kavazari, um, what was it called? How could I forget? Um, from Chase's Deceased. That's at Chase's Deceased on Twitter and Instagram. Local artist, local beat maker, local producer, local photographer. He's really your local whatever you want him to be, honestly. He's, he's a man of many talents. He released his debut beat tape. It's a funky little house mix. Um, it's really well done. I really enjoyed I've listened to it a few times now. I've really enjoyed every listen to, honestly. Um, City of Fountains is amazing. Ascension is amazing. And uh, Varela Valley is amazing. Those three, like, I've listened to them so many times since it came out just because I love the energy it gives me. And I love the way it makes me feel. Those songs make me feel. Um, I was literally just listening to them before this podcast while I was taking down my American film notes. So shout out Chase. Go check it out. Support local. Support local. That's all I got to say about that. Stream it, buy it, do whatever you got to do, but give it a listen. It's definitely worth it. And I believe it's on all streaming platforms. That's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So go check it out for sure. It's, it's, it's a really good project. Next up would be Action Bronson's White Bronco. Um, he had production from Derringer, Henry Fraud, or Harry, Henry Fraud, Derringer, Harry Fraud, and Alchemist, I believe. Um, there are three features on it, I want to say, and they are Mayhem Loren, Big Buddy Best, and ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky's on the closing track, and it's really not very good. I could have done without it for sure. The production doesn't fit the rest of the album. The the flows don't fit the rest of the album. It literally, it just feels like it should have been a single leading up to it, but not. it shouldn't have been on the project. Um, needless to say, though, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big Action Bronson fan, and even though he canceled that concert on me, uh, I still had to listen. I still enjoyed it. Um, it was my second favorite from this week. It was super, super dope. Um, the way that Action Bronson flows over like traditional hip hop sounds really makes me makes me excited for what he does. He's he's one of those guys that his style of hip hop isn't necessarily the biggest right now. I mean, most people just want to listen to like SoundCloud rap and and radio hits and stuff. But he's making like traditional sounding classic hip-hop sounding rap records and it makes me so happy to have that it's it's crazy because you look back and like old heads are like you guys don't have anybody that can that can rhyme and can do these things like like people we used to listen to did and it just it just makes me happy to have somebody like that like action bronson earl sweatshirt um anybody like that i mean joey badass even raps like that he raps super hard there's a lot of them now but the older people don't want to appreciate that because there's always going to be like like a generational gap between what they think is good, what we think is good, what the next generation thinks is good. But it's dope seeing somebody like like this who this is his first independent independent record coming off of a um relationship with Vice which I guess ended pretty poorly, but I'm glad he put this album out. I was I was ecstatic to hear it. Um I'm ecstatic for when he hopefully reschedules this concert and I get to go see him live finally. Um, I hope that actually happens. If not, I'm going to request my money back because I will be very mad. But, um, yeah, super good album. Short listen, 27 minutes. It's another album you're going to want to listen to, like, in order. Don't skip anything. Let it play. Just let it play. Let it rock. If you want to skip that last song, I don't blame you. It's not my favorite. But... I think on the first couple listens throughs, you should listen to it. No skips, anything. 
um, which is usually how I prefer, which is how I prefer to listen to every album the first time anyways, is um, all the way through, no skips. But yeah, this just cements him as, as being an embodiment of the character he's always built up as being this burly man who's into all sorts of exotic things. And he rhymes over exotic beats, and it's it's a super good uh, project. Next up, my favorite album of the week, um, Vince Staples' FM. It's a solid album. Once again, it's pretty short. I want to say it's around 30 minutes. Super solid, though. Another album, listen to it in succession. But this one has some bangers. You can pull off of it and uh, get some independent listens off that. But what I liked about this is the way he presented this album. It was... It was like it was part of Big Boy's radio show, which if you're not familiar, Big Boy is a DJ out in Los Angeles who has been around for years and years and years out there. He's like the Ebro of the West Coast. Excuse me. He's like the Ebro of the West Coast. He always um, he always premieres new hip-hop. He's always, um, I don't know, he's just a super cool dude. Go check him out on YouTube. It's just Big Boy TV, I believe. Um but he had like stop sets of of like other like like radio it sounded like you were listening to the radio. So like opening up, it has some like little like monologue thing. First song starts, then it goes a couple songs, and then like at the end of one of these songs it says something about winning tickets to see Kaylani. Then it goes on, now premiering new music from Earl Sweatshirt, which it played like twenty seconds of a new Earl Sweatshirt song and it made me really, really want to hear more because it was really good. When a couple more songs, and there was like, listen to new music from Tyga, da 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 da. But a lot of the songs like either had an intro from Big Boy or an outro from Big Boy that set up the next song, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was really well put together. I really loved it. Um, every literally every song is good. I don't have anything bad to say about this. It was the beats were experimental. Vince's flow is experimental. He like does crazy things with his voice that I've never heard him do before. Um, it's unlike any other record I've heard this year, which is amazing to say because there's a lot of a lot of uh clones and stuff happening right now where everybody kind of sounds the same but this was just completely different it was a super tough super experimental gangster rap album that's all I, it's, it was great it was super good honestly it's a it's an i don't like rating albums on here but it's a nine or ten out of ten it was it was a fantastic fantastic project um and leading into that leading off of that let's get into my early candidates for album of the year this is across any genre Oh, honorable mention release, by the way. Before we get into albums of the year, honorable mention releases, Tenacious D's uh, new album, it's like post-apocalyptic or something like that. Really funny. Um, it was definitely a one a one-time listen for me. It's not something I'll ever come back to, but if you're into Jack Black and Tenacious D and if you're into like satiric, like just goofy storytelling and songwriting, listen to it. It, it gave me a good laugh a few times. Um, and then... Metallica remastered and re-released Injustice for All, and it's 13 hours long because there's a bunch of like um, early demos and stuff like that. There's a lot of um, live material. It's it's super dope. I listened to all of it actually, which is insane because that's a lot of music, but it's it's incredible. It's awesome. I've listened to it a lot. Um, but anyways, going into early albums of the year. This is these are my opinions. If you want to argue with me, tweet me. I will gladly have the conversation because I'm always open to hear what everybody thinks. Um, I like to keep it open-minded when it comes to this stuff. But at number one, I have Kid See Ghost, Kanye and Cuddy. 
I, I think at this point for me, it's undeniable, but that is going to be my favorite record of the year. I listen to it like literally like once a day. I, I just love every song on that album. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the story. I love the narrative told from beginning to end. I love the, it feels so personal and it feels so heavy and dense, but yet free and open at the same time. I think it's, I think it's a perfect project. Um, that's why it's, it's my early number one, honestly. I think, I think on most people who are hip hop fans, it should be number one. Number two, coming out of left field, you'll never see this coming. Vince Staples FM. Um, this album was just amazing. It was fantastic. It's another one of those albums that I've listened uh, since it came out. I've listened to it so many times because it just it keeps getting better with every listen. I enjoy something different about it every time. Um, once again, it's heavy and hard and experimental and weird and the flows are crazy and I just I just love this project um it's awesome to see Vince Staples finally get some shine too because he's been putting out nothing but good music for the last few years and man it's 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 a good project it's it's incredible so give it a listen that's my number two number three Jack White Boarding House Reach this album came out earlier this year it's one that I sometimes forget about a little bit but it's one that is just an incredible listen every time I listen to it um, if you like experimental rock, check it out. I mean, this isn't the most experimental rock album you'll ever listen to, but it's it's just a solid album. That was a really hard S, and I'm very sorry for that. I have a problem with it. But it's just a really good album. Jack White proves time and time again that he's he's a premier guitar guitarist. He's a premier songwriter. He he just did a phenomenal job with this project. Um, it's, it's a longer listen. I want to say it's over an hour. But it's it's well worth the listen. It's well worth multiple listens because, man, his he's he's a, he's a talent that I'm glad that I finally came around to listening to because I slept on him for a long time because I didn't really I wasn't really into that kind of music growing up. But now, it's 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 great stuff. Go check that out. Number four, another one out of left field, sleeps the sciences. Um, this was released a few months ago. I think no, it was released before I went to Bonnaroo. It was, it was released on 420. <laughs> it was released on 420, which makes sense because it's a stoner metal album. Um, it was their first album in like 20 something years. Oh man, I can't tell you how much I love this album. I listened to it quite a bit. It's it's incredible. It's super heavy, but it's spacey and it's psychedelic and it's 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 everything you want from a stoner album. I mean, the the album cover is literally an astronaut in space smoking a bong if that doesn't tell you how sick it is, but, um, it's heavy. The lyrics are sick. All the songs are crazy. Um, it's, if, if you're not really into like metal because you think it's too, too loud and fast and, and in your face, this, this isn't a metal album that I would recommend because it's, it's, I mean, the guitars are super heavy and dredgy and drony, but the album itself isn't like incredibly heavy or hard. It's like, it's just a nice, smooth listen through. Um, the songs were really long. It's like an hour long, and it's only like eight tracks. But man, the songs never get tiring. They're amazing. It's a phenomenal record. Um, check it out. Sleep the sciences. My number four. My number five spot. I have a tie because I cannot decide ever. But it's a tie between Denzel Curry's Taboo and Travis Scott's Astro World, which Astro World is more of a pick just because I love his music so much. And it was so much better than Birds, in my opinion. Um, it was a really good album. 
yeah, he has the bangers on there, but then he has some some incredible stuff like uh, Astro Thunder with John Mayer and Thundercat is is phenomenal. That's that's a masterpiece when it comes to the experimental like psychedelic feeling that hip hop music like sort of has and that he always shows in his visuals. He finally embodied it in a song, and I think this is the song for that. Um, I, w- I really want to see some visuals to it. Skeletons is incredible um, with Kevin Parker, The Weeknd, Pharrell. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Production was amazing. Vocals were clean. But it's it's just an album that I think is, is just solid. It's a really solid album. It's kind of a longer listen. Yeah, there's, for some reason, Butterfly Effect was still on there. There's a couple weak tracks, but... I think I think it's a solid album. I, I really enjoy it every time I listen to it. Um, Denzel Curry's album, I slept on it for a minute. I really did. Um, I regret that because it's 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 a phenomenal tape. But um, he he surprised me on this because he didn't just all out rap the whole time. He sang. He did some R and B stuff. He did some some experimental stuff. And I, I it was it's engaging every time I listen. Um, it's one I fully enjoy. It's shorter. It's not it's not so long, but it's it's the perfect amount of music for me to want to listen to over and over again. I don't like that super long runtime. I don't I don't like to be sitting there for what seems like all night listening to one project. So this is something that was good enough to keep me hooked the whole time and was definitely good enough to keep me coming back to it. So that's my top 5 and then I'm going to do an honorable mention of Mac Miller Swimming because it was it was an incredible incredible project that showed that showed his growth as a music maker and as a producer and as a singer and guitar player and producer and curator of artists. Um, just an amazing, amazing talent that we lost much too soon that I'm I'm really devastated is gone. Um, coming off of that, I want to talk about his, um, his benefit concert, um, which was absolutely incredible. I wrote about it last week, but I wanted to talk about it because... I got I got pretty emotional during it honestly. Um, me and Brianna watched it together, and there were a couple times where I had to like fight back tears because it was it was very very moving. Um, there were a ton of people that performed. Anderson Pack stand out stands out as one of my favorites. Vince's was amazing. Um, Earl's was good. John Mayer's is the one that definitely blew me the way the most though. He played uh, his own rendition of Small Worlds, which it was wild hearing it that way rather than like how it is on the album he slowed it down and used the guitar for it um sang sang the rap parts it was great but then when he played gravity i got i got pretty teary-eyed it was really beautiful he did a really good guitar solo on it um you could tell it hurt to sing it you could tell everybody who went on that stage you could tell it hurt them to um to sit there and and play these songs i mean it's a celebration of life but it's also a, a friend and a brother that they lost um Thundercat's performance was great. Ty Dolla Sign had a good one. It was just, it was, it was. What hit the hardest though is at the very end, everybody came out on stage, and his family was out there, and his mom, and his dad, and his brother, and his best friends, and everybody that performed was on stage, and they all just like embraced one another, and it was, it was amazing to see everyone get along, and it was amazing to see everyone like show genuine love for each other, while um going through the celebration and mourning process. So. That's another thing that I thought was just absolutely incredible about this whole thing. It was it just brought everyone together, and it was crazy to see the amount of the sheer amount of people that Mac affected with his music and with his friendship and with his kindness and um, 
it's just a testament to me that if you're kind to others and you care about others genuinely without wanting to get anything in return, um, people will, people will fall in line and they will like you. They will, they will appreciate you. And when you're gone, they will miss you. So my whole thing is I really, I really believe that this is just something to reinforce the idea that kindness is, is 100% key in life and in success. So that's what I'm going to leave about that. Um, in other news this week or this last week, oh, I wanted to say that Tyler, the creator's Grinch soundtrack is pretty, he released the first single off of it and it's pretty good. I actually liked it. I didn't think I would like it, but it's, it's, it's solid. He's definitely following in Pharrell's footsteps, especially with the illumination or is it, is it illumination, illumination production? Same people who made Despicable Me. So it makes sense because they had Pharrell do the Despicable Me soundtracks. So it makes sense to have Tyler do these. I'm excited to hear the whole thing, though. This one song was, was super good, though. He, re, he redid Mr. Grinch, so check that out. Um, Kanye last week said he's done speaking out and is focused on being creative. All the while, he has been posting Rick and Morty memes of himself. Kanye, I, you, you, you amaze me every day. You, you amaze me, dude. You're insane. Um, I'm glad he's definitely stepping. I'm definitely glad he's stepping away from politics, though, because it was starting to get to the point for me where I didn't want to pay attention to him because he's just acting out on Twitter and doing all this other stuff. So I'm glad to see he's getting back to business. I'm hoping this album Yandi is still dropping on the 23rd, although I'm not going to hold it to him because he has a history of canceling that stuff and changing it up again. So we'll see about that. Um, just wanted to talk over that real fast. Complex Con was this past weekend, and. Uh, my buddy from Streetwave, Nate, went up there, went out there to uh, attend. It looked like a, it looked like a sick time. There were a lot of really sick collaborations that I wish I could have been there to get my hands on, aka Chinatown Markets, like 50 collaborations they did. Um, the one with Puma was really good. They had a sick ass um, Kali Uchi's T-shirt that I would have really liked to get my hands on. It was really sick. It was one of those like old school, like uh, 90s hip hop artist tees. With the big lettering down the down the side in the middle, with like her portrait in the middle, it was super cool. They did a lot of cool panels there. Um, oh, another Chinatown Market collab I liked a lot was the um, the one with Holiday, where it was all hand drawn and stuff. It was super cool. It had like Mickey, um, Bart, and like a cat or something like that. I can't think of the cat's name. It's an old cartoon though. I can't think of it. It's not Tom from Tom and Jerry either. I just can't think. It's a black and white cat. Um, that collection was super dope. All the kids super stuff was super cool. Kids super, super cool. Um, he set his booth up like a church and you could like get ma- like fake married and in, in quote, quote unquote married in his, uh, in his booth. That was, that was cool. His clothes were pretty cool. Um, faux hunted, they did their own booth there and I mean, it was, it was cool. I just can't afford their clothes. They're too expensive. Um, who else was there? Takashi Murakami did a collab with OVO, which even though I'm not a Drake fan, the collab was super dope. It was the Owl logo with the uh, Murakami flower with the face in the middle on the front. Um, I liked it a lot. It would have been something I probably would have bought when I was there, honestly. Um, Murakami also did like a, an exhibit of um, like ComplexCon exclusive figurines, I guess. I don't know if they're ever going to come out. Like, I don't know if they're ever going to be available for I don't know if they're ever going to be available for purchase, but if they are, I'm going to try to snag them because they're super dope. But 
what else was there? There was something else that was, um, oh, the round two Chinatown Market collab was super cool. Chinatown Market also did this like basketball goal that was like 30 feet in the air. And they uh, gave you like a free bag and a free basketball if you could make it from these three spots. So I liked, I thought that was a cool idea. The panels seem to be pretty cool. I didn't, I haven't caught this. I haven't caught any of them on YouTube yet, but I'm sure they're going to be up soon. Um, there was the sneaker one with Joe LaPuma, Wale, and a few other people. There was a Hot Ones um, live. I think they did a live taping of Hot Ones like they did last year, which I'm excited to watch that on on uh, on Hot Ones. Hopefully it releases soon. And then there was a panel with Virgil Abloh from Off-White that Nate attended, which I'm super jealous of that. Um, that would have been a really cool learning experience to hear him talk, somebody who's, who's pretty much self-made. Who's, uh, whose brand has just been named the most popular in the world. Um, yeah, I, I really wish I could go. I might go next year, honestly. I think it'd be super fun. But if that's the case, then I wouldn't be able to go to Bonnaroo, and I really want to go to Bonnaroo too. I like the music more than I like the hype, guys. I like the music. It's a shocker, right? Coming off the hype train, I'm going to close out with my early, my early sneakers of the year, in my opinion. Once again, this is my opinion. Come at me if you have problems with it. No, I'm kidding. But um, number one, the all-black Nike Air Presto by Off-White 2s. So this is not the first iteration with the white sole or the white outsole. This is the second one with the all-black, the black on black, the white swoosh. Um, I want to say the laces are white or black. But, uh, yeah, I liked the way it looked better. It was just a cleaner reconstruction, I think. Um, I liked the black on black on black. It was like you're blacked out and I loved that. I'm more of a fan of the blacked out than the, the black and white, honestly. But, uh, I thought it was super dope. Really well done. It was a shoe that I wish I could afford. Definitely. Uh, shoe number two, the Sean Weatherspoon Air Max one slash 97. This shoe was one that I, both of these shoes are ones that I had in my cart on Nike sneakers and it wouldn't let me log in. So I didn't get them. I was so, so hot about it too. But uh, this is a shoe that I think was well done because it's something we've never seen. It's, an, it's a corduroy shoe composed of many different corduroy shades. Um, it combines the 97 upper and the one lower, I believe. Um, I think I got that right. Yeah, yeah, I did get it right. Props to me. Um, but yeah, I liked the pastel colors. It used yellow, pink, and blue. Um, I liked that you could change the um the tongue the velcro spot on the tongue i liked that detail i liked that he paid attention to whenever they get beat and worn they're gonna look good because it's corduroy um i just think it was an all-around great shoe i've seen a lot of people wearing them some better than others but i i, I like the shoe it's one that i'll i'll maybe buy at some point um at number three the yeezy 700 wave runner this is just another great shoe um they're comfortable, I've heard. I don't have a pair. None of these pairs I have, which just sucks. But it's another shoe that I like a lot. Um, my buddy Ben had had them, and he resold them before I could ever offer to, like, buy them on a monthly plan from him because I would have because I want them. I still want them so bad. But I liked the colors on these, the orange with the with the blue and the yellow laces with the grays. It just looks really, really, really nice. The materials are really high quality. The suede mesh is just phenomenal. The soles are nice and thick. They have the boost material. 
it's just a great shoe. It's a, it's just a great shoe that can be worn in so many different ways with so many different styles. It's one I definitely enjoyed. Sitting at number four, the Cactus Jack 4s, um, the light blue ones, the Air Jordan 4 Cactus Jack edition. Um, once again, I liked the materials on these. Um, Jordans have been really, really slacking for me lately. I just haven't found a, a silhouette I like a lot, except for these and the, the Nigel Sylvester 1s, which I think are are amazing. They're probably my number six shoe of the year, honestly. I don't, I really, really want to buy a pair, but I haven't found him. I haven't found him anywhere that won't absolutely break my pocket down. But this, this Cactus Jack 4, I liked the light blue with the red detailing and the black. Um, he released a family and friends only edition that's purple and black and red, which are great. But this light blue was just, I really liked the color. I really liked what he did with them. I'm excited for these ones to come out um, in January. I'm definitely going to try to buy those because they have like a stash pocket in them. They're brown with the upside down swoosh. It's, it's, it's an incredible looking shoe, but this one was really well done. A lot of hype behind that, that four. And my last one was a shoe that came out this weekend. Um, the Adidas by Pleasures Samba. It's a blacked out Samba silhouette, which is one of the most iconic shoes of all time. And down the side in white block lettering, it just says Pleasures. That's literally all it is, but I think it's so clean. I don't think that necessarily... Things need to be overcomplicated all the time. This was a shoe that was was just perfectly done for what Pleasures is. It's it's a brand with simple design, simple yet yet please like pleasing design. It's enough design to make me hype about it. Um, this is a shoe I want to get my hands on. It. This is out of the other four that are just outrageously priced. I think this is one I can afford, and this is one I like honestly a lot it's it's a sick it's a sick shoe um but yeah it's just all black it's the normal samba silhouette but it's got that white pleasures on the side and i just think it's it's so clean it's like the batmobile of shoes it's just it's just incredibly clean um it's a shoe yeah i'm just gonna have to buy it that's all i gotta say about it because um i'm tired of talking that talk i need to walk the walk if you know what i'm saying but um thank you guys for listening i know this is a weird ending to it um Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at underscore C-H-V-N-C-E-Y underscore. That's on Instagram and Twitter at underscore C-H-V-N-C-E-Y underscore. Follow the track record media pages at in, on Instagram at track record media, 2Ks, no C, and track. That's at track record media, 2Ks, no C, and track on Instagram. And then on Twitter at track record M because media is too long to fit apparently. That's at track record M. M on Twitter, M as in mom. Um, thank you guys for listening, though. Um, these next couple weeks, I have something extremely huge planned out. Um, hopefully finalizing some of this stuff for the scheduling today or tomorrow. Sometime this week, it'll be finalized. And we will have some really cool content that I'm really excited to get out. Um, something I've been nervous to ask about or do for the last month or so but I shot the shot last night because, you know, shooters shoot. And um, it's fallen through. I'm, I'm excited. I'm stoked. I was, I was actually surprised that um, this person said yes because they have a big following and I, I don't. Um, I'm very grateful that he's going to give me this chance to create something sick with him. Um, I'm hoping this opens the door for me in the future as well. And I'm not even doing this to, like, chase numbers or do anything i just want to do this because this is a person that i'm i'm really i'm really a big fan of i'm i'm a fan of what they're doing i'm a fan of what they do 
I respect how hard they work on their stuff. And I just want to show, I want to highlight them as a person and them as a creator and them as, them as, I want to show how much work they put into something. I want to show all the cool stuff they've done. And I just, I'm, I'm very grateful that they're giving me this chance to um, step out of my comfort zone and, and do something cool together. It's, I'm, I'm going to say it's a collaboration. It's not even, I don't even want to call it like a me doing this or me doing that. It's not about me. This is a collaborative effort between artists. And at that, that's all I'm leaving it at. I got to leave you guys wondering until next time, this has been chance at track record. And as always, don't forget to keep a clean track record. We'll see you next week.